check the mic and make sure it sound right, boy. And the Lakers Grizzlies series. So let's jump into it, starting with the Warriors and Kings. Um, let's go on to another team that defended home court. Um, that would be the Sacramento Kings. Um, this is the three seed versus the six seed. Um, the Sacramento Kings were able to win uh, win their game against the Warriors um, in thanks in large part to the defense and offense of De'Aaron Fox, um, who. Looked like Matthew Devon over there for, for a few minutes in, in the first and in the fourth quarter, just chasing Steph around countless picks. Uh, but while he was doing that, he was still able to put up uh, 38 points, five assists, three steals, one rebound. Um, so he had just a great all-round game. Um, he, was, he had guys like Malik Monk who put up another 32 as well. Um, they were able to win that game 126 to 123. So just a really good win for for the especially for this franchise who hasn't seen you know the playoffs since sorry the playoffs were over 16 years um so this was a, a very big win for them um moving forward what do the warriors need to adjust to to make this or, or to win this series essentially i uh, will start with you Vino. uh i think the warriors need to adjust their rotation um for one personally i think they need to start andrew wiggins uh in that three spot with Dante DiVincenzo uh, against this this Sacramento team, who I think is quite athletic, Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray in that three and four spot, you want Dante DiVincenzo to guard these guys. I know he's the I know that he's a smart defender, but I would much rather have Andrew Wiggins in um, as a starter to guard them and and do his thing because Andrew he played well off the bench, but I think they need to bring him into the lineup. Uh, no, they haven't done that since he's been back, but. I think that's the move that they have to do. Clay had a pretty poor shooting night. He's not going to have that every night. So that's something that's going to come back naturally. Steph played well, did his thing. I think Draymond didn't shoot well, but I think on a whole, he had a very good game. Nine rebounds, 11 assists. Defensively, uh, you can tell that he's not the player that he once was, but he's still a very smart, very capable defender. I think the issue with uh, in this game for the for the Warriors was the fact that they let it run away from them when the when the Kings started going on their run, they instead of taking a defensive stance and trying to stop them, they just basically tried to go for the shootout approach, which almost worked. But I don't think that that's the way to succeed. That's not the way that they've won previous years. The Warriors remember when they were win- when they were in that series with the Cavs, they were scoring 89, 95 points in a game, and. That's that was peak Warriors, and I know obviously we're not there, but that's the mold that they need to follow. Defense first, and I think they they turned it into a shootout, um, and that wasn't that wasn't uh, sort of conducive to to winning in this game. I think Sabonis had a bad game, relatively not a very bad game, but he shot poorly. Uh, that's going to improve as well. So it's going to be a tight series going up uh, going forwards. Guys like Trey Lyles and Malik Monk aren't going to have the nights that they did off the bench. Um, but I think Sacramento are stronger than I gave them credit for. I thought the Warriors would win this in six. I thought the Warriors experience would shine through. They went on a late season run to sort of solidify their position in there. And I think they were going to kick on with Andrew Wiggins back. You've, you've got to remember Andrew Wiggins being back makes a massive difference for that team. And I still think they're going to win the series, but I think they'll win it in seven now. So Warriors and seven knows what you got. Warriors and so do you have the Warriors winning? And if if so, like what what adjustments do they need to make um, t- to essentially get back into the series? Sacramento played the game of their lives. Um, what's his face? De'Aaron Fox um, was Mister Clutch again. Um, they were shooting pretty good. And they won by three points. Ow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, that's 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 the whole series right there. Um, if you do everything you're supposed to do, so if you almost play a damn near perfect game, you will beat them by three. If you don't, you're you're going to lose. 
And it's not just beat them by three. You beat them off of Steph Curry miss. He got he got that shot off in the last seconds. So literally just off of a little bit of a miss from Steph Curry. That's that's what stopped you all from taking the L in the first game. The Warriors have been here before. They know how to get into. They know they know how to win a championship. They've won about four four of them. So they're very experienced. I think the first game is usually the testing game. It's usually, especially if you, if you watch boxing matches, the first round is never, you never use all your arsenal in the first round. I think Sacramento damn near burned through every single fucking cell of offensive, offensive and defensive plays that they had on their, on their board. Mike Brown was calling timeouts at the 11th minute of the third quarter. Like they did everything they, they, they had to and won by three points. They had 17 offensive rebounds. Steph Curry had five turnovers. There's so many things. There's so many anomalies when I look at this one game to tell me that, unfortunately, while I'm happy for the Kings fans and lighting the beam and everything, you know what? This was a feel. This was this was a gift from the Warriors, the Sacramento Kings. It was like y'all y'all ain't won a game. Y'all haven't been here for 16 years. It would be rude of me. I'm your big brother, bro. I'm your I'm your no. Nah, I'm not even your big. I'm your daddy. I can't be disrespectful and just take your joy away. Let me just give you, let me give you a taste before I block that shit. You know, before I fuck you up. So that's that's the way I see. It. I say Warriors in five or six. Um, I think that a lot of things that were done, um, bad in that game are going to come. First of all, they're going to win all the games in Chase Center. That's that, that. That's a fact. Because Jordan Poole is not going four for ten when the white bitches are sitting on the sideline of of did I say Chase Center? I can't remember the name of their place. Um their new place. But but Jordan Poole is not going four for ten when them when them girls are staying there and watching him and videoing him on Snapchat and shit. Nah, he's gonna go off. Draymond Green is gonna be different. Andrew Wiggins just needs to do exactly what he's been doing. And Clay is gonna be Clay. So um in my opinion, yeah, this was a good game. This was a good game from Sacramento Kings. Shout out to Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk. The way he attacked the rim, I think that was vital. But going forward, I see a lot more boxing out because they had too many. 17 offensive boards. You understand? That's 17 extra possessions. 17 fucking extra possessions. That's not going to happen going forward. Exactly, exactly for a three-point win. I don't see that going going forward. So again, I got the Warriors in five for six. I think this is a good learning experience for them boys in the gray and purple. Um, but yeah, yeah, the champions are going to show why they're the champions. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the just just to go back to a point that uh, that Vino made about Andrew Wiggins coming up, like. I think the, they probably just didn't start him because this is his first game back in over two months. Um, so yeah. it was just like, you know, this, this, this Warriors finally have their full squad back together. Um, and I, I don't think it could be worse timing for the Kings because it's no. <laughs> the, the, the defending champions are finally healthy. And now you're facing them in the first round after, after a great season. Um, like it's this, this was one of those games where it's like, okay, Sacramento has everything going in that direction in terms of like grabbing all the all the offensive boards. The crowd was the crowd was crazy. De'Aaron Fox was playing defense and offense out of his mind. Like, can you do that for seven games and beat the Warriors? Like, he, if if one of your guys has a bad night, if Malik Monk doesn't come come in and go crazy for you, like, how how often are you going to expect Malik Monk thirty points? Um, like you, you need, you need the Warriors to play below their themselves, and then you also need to be playing like one of your best games of the season for you to beat this team by three. I don't see it happening for for four games out of seven. Um, in my opinion, this is this is Warriors in six, um, just because I think that the Kings still have at least one more win in them. With just how hot they can get shooting the ball, I think they they still have at least one more win, um, but. The Warriors' ability to withstand runs and like they, they pretty much did that in this game. It's just they weren't able to complete it. Like you can go on like a 10 10 run or a 12 2 run, 15 to 7 run, and you look up and you're like, yeah, we're, we're opening up the game. And then two minutes later, it's like a two point game again. 
And the Warriors would just keep doing that and doing that. And then come fourth quarter, they'll, they can close the deal. And, and you, you can ask Memphis because that's what Memphis went through last year. Uh, but I think this, this, this was a really good win for the Kings, but the, the Warriors just have way too much experience and, and way too much, way too many guys that are clutch in the playoffs for me to, for, for me to see them losing this series. Um, so for, for that reason, I think this is a Warriors in six. Um, I know we're, we're running low on time here, so we'll try to speed through the next few ones. Um, so we'll switch over to day two of the playoffs and we will start with, with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the Lakers were able to take this game 128 to 112. Um, the sad story coming out of this game, however, is Jamarant, uh, with the, with the wrist injury. Not sure if we'll be able to actually even suit up for, for game two, um, as they're still doing MRIs on his hand. Uh, but the Lakers were able to win this one behind the, uh, great play from Austin Reeves, um, who actually led the Lakers in scoring. Oh, actually, no. Um, Rui Hachimura led the Lakers in scoring with 29, but Austin Reeves led the Lakers in the fourth quarter. He had 14 of, of his, uh, of his 23 in the fourth quarter. Um, so he finished with 23 points, three rebounds, four assists. Um, LeBron obviously was LeBron 21 and 11. AD finished with 22 and 12. Um, so lots of, lots of great plays from, from a lot of different places. Um, what is your biggest takeaway from, from this, uh, from this Lakers win or from this game? And, what do you see in this series moving forward? We'll start with you, Vino. Uh, I'd say that I was right. Um, I was right about the Lakers. Uh, and AD is is that guy. He had seven blocks in this mm. game. Seven blocks. Like, what the fuck? After all of this time of people calling him soft, starting saying he started to go soft, all of this shit, all of this hate on AD. I've said some of it. I'm not going to lie. Seven blocks. And what was it? Three steals as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. LeBron had two steals and three blocks. Lakers were were monstrous in this game. They were absolutely monstrous in this game. Defensively and offensively, they were a machine. And I love to see it. That I, There's nothing that I would fault about the Lakers' performance in this game. I know they had their little... They, they had bits where they could have played better. They had uh, times when the Grizzlies cut the lead a little short. But... On the whole, they controlled the whole game. They were the better team throughout the whole game, I think. And for LeBron to have only played 34 minutes and scored 21 points and for you to win by, what was it, 16? Big, 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 big improvement. And uh, AD, how's his health for game two? He's healthy going into game two. He's healthy going into game two. The Lakers win game two as well. Lakers win game two as well on the road. And I've been saying it. This team just needed to get healthy. They needed to ramp. Watching D'Lo in this game was beautiful. Because this guy has he's had his ups and downs. He was, sm- he was smuggling weed through, through airports and drinks cans. Bearing in mind, you get stopped for drinks anyway. So it's like the IQ has clearly gone up. And um, he's, he's playing well for this Lakers team. Um... This is what he was meant to be before he snitched on Nick Young. And now this is what he is. So, shouts to D'Lo. Shouts to the Lakers. I was right. And that's my biggest takeaway. I was right. And about the Grizzlies, um, Dylan Brooks needs to he needs to stop shooting a little bit. We've been saying this all. Just, just take a few less shots, bro. Please. Take a few less shots. Leave some for the rest of us. He should not be shooting 13 shots in a game, nine threes in a game, making two of them. And the thing is, if, if it was one game, that would be one thing. This guy does this shit on a regular basis. Someone needs to talk to him. And um, yeah, John Morant, unfortunately, uh, that that injury, that could that could put wraps on the series. If he stays out game two, Lakers win game two, and then they go home. Yeah, I think that might be it for the Grizzlies. I'm not saying four games, but I'm saying the momentum will be on the Lakers side. Six games, I think, they take it. Lakers, Grizz, you've got Lakers, uh, Lakers and six. Nope's. Although I will say, sorry, I will say that the Grizzlies, um, they have they have room to improve. They they didn't shoot poorly in this say in this game. Neither of the teams did. They, it was a very high scoring game. But um, Jaron Jackson Jr. being the best player on the court is not what you want. You want Ja Morant doing that, and his injury stopped him. So if he if he comes back for game three, there's a chance they win this series. But it'd be I think it'd be against the runner play. I think the Lakers have got it. Nobs, what was your biggest takeaway from this game and what do you see in this series moving forward? 
My biggest takeaway is that Vino got a Laker-sized dick in his mouth, and he lost a suck in that shit. Bro. That, that is my biggest takeaway. Oh, God, bro. <laughs> This, this this man was philashoing that dick more than the Knicks, bro. Like, oh my God. I, I'm just saying, I've never seen such compound movements on a dick before. Anyways, back to reality. Anyways. I think, I think, I think, I think generally, bro, a needle hasn't moved much. People seem to forget that the, the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant would probably never be the MVP in the league. Never. Because the Memphis Grizzlies, without him or with him, they still fucking win games. It's almost it's almost statistically insane how much games they win with him and without him. Don't shake the your eleven head, and bro. ten they without him been... this season, bro. Yeah, but eleven and ten against. I think when the way he left the season was a little bit different because it was drama. It wasn't just injuries. So I think the drama made brought a lot of. Um, like it brought a lot of spotlight on the team that maybe they weren't ready for. But in terms of actual play, they're not that much worse off without him. It's crazy to say, but it's like he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But the reason why I say they're not worse off without him is because their game style almost effectively changes when he's off the floor. Because when he's off the floor, guess what? Tyus Jones is the guy in charge. And then you're running a lot more. Like, basically, they go from being a team that isn't great at half-court sets to a team that's amazing at half-court sets because Tyus Jones runs that ball, plays off Jaron Jackson, and then he has either Dylan Brooks or Luke Kennard actually starting. And, like, those guys can space. It don't get better than that. Luke Kennard is shooting the ball at, like, 53%. He's shooting 53% from three since he got to Memphis. Before that, he was shooting at, like, 44%, 49%, something like that. So he's the best three-point shooter in the league, straight up. Um, I think Rui Hachimura is not going to fucking have 29 going forward. I don't think we're going to have four players in the Lakers or three players in the Lakers having 20 points going forward. It's more likely that we see LeBron with 30, AD with 25. I see that. That is more likely. Austin Reeves with like 17, 16, 15. What we saw here was a perfect... It was a perfect symphony of Jean Morin's injury and the timing of the injury affected the mentality of the Grizzlies. Because, I mean, up until that point, up until he went down, it was a very pretty competitive. The Lakers went up big, as they always do in all those games. And then the Grizzlies came back. Dylan Brooks was hitting from, like, fucking four feet out off the three-point line and shit like that. Um, Dylan Brooks was... I agree. Fucking shit. I don't even understand. Why is Dylan Brooks the primary defender on LeBron? I swear Desmond Bain is Desmond Bain should be the guy defending him. Like, what you got all their muscles for if you can't even defend the guy, bro? Let Jaren Jackson take Anthony Davis, Desmond. I don't, I don't this I'm Dylan Brooks. I understand that he, he, um, he's the heart. He's got that Patrick Beverly in him. But no, because Patrick Beverly actually makes plays. I don't see Dylan Brooks making plays. Honestly, I'm talking about like, defensively. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. defensively. Bro, that's it. Am I talking about offensively? I am for sure. I'm not talking about the fucking offense. This guy said it with all respect. <laughs> like, bro, make it make sense. He had zero steals and zero blocks. So I'm saying statistically, obviously, straight up, he's not there. And now from the fucking eye test, LeBron didn't have 21 points because Dylan Brooks was guarding him. No, he had 21 points and 11 because everybody else was going off and he didn't see the nest. LeBron is at that stage of his career where he doesn't have to take over the game. He takes over the game when he needs yep. to. He's going. He just wants a dub. That's all he cares about. So the reason why he had 21 was not because Dylan Brooks was playing lockdown defense on him. No, it was because, first of all, he was having some stupid turnovers. Like, he had a lot of stupid turnovers in, in that game. Not LeBron-like. Um... And the other guys stepped up in ways I don't think is going to happen consistently going forward. Desmond Bain said something, yeah, and a lot of people were laughing at him or clowning him or saying like Memphis talks too much. He was like, the game plan was for Rui to shoot. Well, uh, for The game plan was for Rui to shoot. And he doesn't expect him to do the same thing he did today come Wednesday. And I have to say, I fucking 100% agree. Rui's not going off for 29. Yeah, LeBron's points are going to go up. AD's points might go up. Austin Reeves is not going for 23 again, especially not when they know what the game plan is going forward. I think the Jamarant injury changed a lot in this game. There's no fucking way Lakers are winning game two. I still have the Grizzlies over the Lakers. I have the Grizzlies over the Lakers in this series because I still think the Grizzlies are the better team. 
I'm sorry to say, yeah, but Jaren Jackson, AD is great. AD had seven blocks. AD can fucking guard Jackson, bruv. Yo, Jaren Jackson was looking like a fucking star against a against Anthony Davis, his primary defender. So I'm saying, yeah, AD has seven blocks, but a lot of those blocks were some on um, people trying to go um make weak layups. I think what maybe Memphis did not expect was the toughness of the Lakers because um they they haven't really they they maybe didn't pay attention to them over the last like 20, 20 games of the season. They were thinking of maybe the first forty games, sixty games of the season. The Lakers are very fucking tough. I will give them that, but I will also say that they are not as good as they played last night. They are not hundred percent. Meanwhile, Memphis is probably just as good as they played. They will keep the same. They will keep the same point averages. I think so. I say I see the Lakers losing this in seven games. That's where I have it because they have a lot of ground to make up, and I'm saying this is with or without Jamarant. Wow. <clears throat> See, to me, going into this series, like this was the biggest person that I was worried about, obviously, was John Morant. Because John Morant healthy, like there's no one on the Lakers roster that I can look at him like, okay, like your matchup against John, I, I like this matchup. Uh, best per- best we could do was probably, um, was probably Shooter. Uh, but even at that, he doesn't, he doesn't have that quickness like laterally to, to keep up with, with Jamarant. Very few players in the NBA do to begin with, um, right? But looking at the rest of, of like the way this game played out, um, yes, you don't expect Rui to hit that many threes, but how many of those threes were wide open? When it was just like, you know, like we're not even going to run at him at all. And look, it's not like Rui is like a, a, a Tony Allen who like, wouldn't even shoot like he, he'll shoot it if you leave him that wide open and like he's not a great three-point shooter but he shoots over what 33 34 percent from three like it's just like that's yeah. not that's not a good game plan going in like letting a 35 percent shooter have wide open looks all game like you that i'm I, for one i bet you that that um that is going to change and the only reason why they went with that with that strategy was because they were trying to clog up the paint for guys like AD and LeBron um, and, and send help. Because 1v1, if you let Jaron uh, Jackson go up against AD, he will get into foul trouble. And that's one thing that they could not happen. They could not allow happen, especially with Jamaran out. Because if Jar's out and Jaron Jackson is in foul trouble, like now your your entire offense is destroyed because there's literally no um, there's no one else to, to help carry that offense. Um, but looking at the, the the way this game played out, um, I really like the way the Lakers played, um, especially with if you compare it to to the game before against the Timberwolves, um, where Austin Reeves finished that game on the bench because you had um, you had Dennis Schroeder going off. Um, this game, both D'Lo and and Austin Reeves were were going off, so Dennis Schroeder actually didn't play that many minutes. Um, so. I don't expect every single person that had a good game to, um, yesterday to have a good game again on Tuesday. But I do like the fact that I'm seeing multiple guys able to step up in, in big moments and, and make shots. And we haven't really seen, well, this is game one, but I think LeBron and AD can both get better from here. Even though other guys like take a, a bit of a step back, I think that's when LeBron and AD, if other guys aren't making shots the way they were making yesterday, then those guys step up and, and take more shots and, and make more shots. Um, if if um, John Morant is able to come back um, by, say, game three, game four, uh, I could see this series going seven. Uh, but without John Morant, I think this is over in five or six. Um, just because without John Morant, your entire offense is going to have to run through Jaron Jackson. And yesterday, yes, he was hot, but he's not going to be shooting I fully disagree. I fully disagree. When Jamaran goes out, I feel like the offense is better. Straight Bro, up. hold up. Memphis's offense. But you're, you're talking about the the Lakers' defense is tough to begin with, right? Like then I agree. Like, yes, then it is. If yes, you don't have Jamaran, is the but one guy that, you don't you, you don't match up that well. You don't match up as well as you really? think you do. In, in what regard? Yeah. Please educate me. First of all, yeah, Jaron Jackson versus AD. That seems like a great matchup on paper, except AD doesn't like to guard the three. 
AD loves to be down at the hole. That's why Jared Jackson made a lot of threes against him. And except if a, the moment AD steps out to that three-point line, all those seven blocks, hey, those go away. And then suddenly we got guys running in and making layups. So that's the other end. And now that Jamal Rand's let me finish them. The other end of the matchup, it's yeah, the exact I agree. Same thing, yeah, so they can't can out, in my opinion. But go ahead. No, 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 no. It's not the exact same thing. Ad, Ad, first of all, Ad is not coming up and shooting pull up threes the way Jaron Jackson is. He just isn't. He's going to the basket, and then it's a question of Jamarant. Oh, sorry, Jaron Jackson. Put your fucking hands by your sides or raise them up. Don't try to go for the steal. If, if you ask me, in that game, one of the biggest things, biggest problems I saw in Memphis was they were always trying to go for the steals. They, their hands were, I mean, their hands were active, but they were in the cookie jar all the fucking time. Desmond Bain had five fouls at like the, was it like the start of the fourth quarter or something? That's going to change. Um, now, the reason why I say they don't, the matchups are not that great is, like I said, if AD comes out to the three-point line, a lot of cutters can, Dylan Brooks will play better. Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain, because Dylan Brooks' game is at the rim. If that rim is being clogged by LeBron and AD, yeah, it's going to be worse. When Jamarant is on the court, that lane is more clogged up because he is cutting more than he's trying to take the threes. I think he made maybe, I saw, me personally, I saw one three. Let me see how many, how many threes did he make in that game? He made two. I saw one three that he made and it was like, it was such a lazy, it was such a lazy three that if anyone had ran out at him, they would have at least put some pressure on him. When he's off the floor and you have Luke Kennard in his place, obviously Tyus Jones is the one, but you have Luke Kennard at the two, you have Desmond Bain at the three, and then you could have Dylan Brooks at the three. No, you have Desmond, Dylan or Desmond. Fuck, fuck Dylan Brooks, bro. You have Desmond Bain at the three, you have Santiago Aldama at the four, you have Jaren Jackson at the five. That's a proper space out. That's a proper space out lineup. And I think that even having them guys coming off the bench, like even maybe Kenneth Lofton, you could give him a you could give him a try and no. see how he does. Xavier Tillman, Xavier Tillman. No, no, no. I'm no just you saying, don't put like, that. You don't put him in the game. Bro. You don't put. Who's he gonna guard? Who's he gonna never guard? Know. Tell me. Tell me what person he's gonna guard. He's gonna guard the backup. He's gonna guard fucking Rui Hachimura. Bro, blow by every time. Every time, blow by. Bro, okay, yeah, maybe blow by on one side. On the other side, you think Rui's stopping Kenneth Lofton? Yeah, but he's going to get to the rim and meet who? Bro, st- like, but that's it again. But that's but that is if Jaron Jackson is not there. I mean, this is when I'm I'm saying Rui's on the floor because Rui was there five for yeah. a little bit. Rui's on Rui's there five, and then AD's on the bench. I'm talking about bench matchups right now. So I'm saying in that case, I think he could put some pressure. I'm just saying they they played Xavier Tillman. Um, you can play him some more. But my point is that the offense is different when when Jamarant is not on the floor. It's a lot more spaced out, and I think the threes. Which they 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 shoot threes, bro. Them niggas shoot the three ball. The three ball wasn't falling for them last game. I think that's going to change going forward. So again, I think that it's Desmond Bain is. I don't want to say this, but Desmond Bain is a mismatch for LeBron. That's just what it is. Excuse me, LeBron is LeBron. James is not a great defensive player anymore. LeBron James is a great defensive player for certain plays. He can do use his athleticism and do stuff. But Bro, all he, he has is to so, do is running off the three-point so line. Not, it's not like Desmond Bain has a, a, a mid-range game that he goes to um, often. Like, run, run him off the three-point exactly. line. Exactly. Run him off the three-point three line and leave AD there at the bottom. And guess what? Leave Jaron Jackson at the top. And then if someone's going to rotate to Jaron Jackson, we hope is the guy guarding Luke Kennard, the 53% shooter. Again, like I said, what happened in that game was Jaron, um, Jamarant's injury fucked up the man. It would fuck it. If your best player goes that, that, down, we're about no, to talk no, about the no, box. Here's what I'm talking about. Like you're, what you're mentioning because of Jamarant going down, like that's a completely different scenario than what you're saying is that, um, this Memphis team as like without Jamarant will still win X amount of, will still take, win this series. And I'm telling you, without Jamarant, yeah. this like they, they don't win the series. Mm. They're and done. I'm saying that's a lie, and, and I'm and saying that's a lie. Here's another thing. Um, could, I'm well, saying you believe yeah, that I don't. Let, let, let me make my point though. Um, you, you were mentioning um, what what uh, Jaren Jackson is doing on the on the offensive, and AD can't do. Which yes, AD is not a, as good a three point shooter as him, but AD what what he will provide that um, Jaren Jackson doesn't is offensive rebounds. He will get more sec- uh, second chance opportunities. He will finish in the paint. And if Jaron Jackson continues to guard him, he will get him in foul trouble. Like, this is... And AD had a, a, a more pedestrian game to his standards. He still finished with 12 rebounds. Like, part of 
what he's providing is those offensive boards, second chance opportunities, and the Lakers are cashing in on a lot of those. Um, and this this Memphis team with um, with John Morant, yes, they, they're still scary without him, but without him, like, bro, you're back a point guard. Okay, who, when Tyus Jones rests, who's, who's coming on the floor? I'm guessing that it annoys me to say this, but Dylan Brooks probably becomes like, a What is that? <laughs> Bro, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's 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 not it's not ideal. Like, it is not ideal. But again, the, like I'm saying, I'm just saying this here. All I'm saying is that I don't think that it is as clear. You know what? I will shift. I will shift and say that this game is going to be won in Game Seven. It could be won by the Lakers. It could be won by the Grizzlies. But it is going to be won in Game Seven. What the fuck is not going to happen is the Lakers winning Game Two. Or the Lakers winning this Bro, in five. Game, I'm te- or six. Yo, I'm telling you, if there's no John Moran for the rest of this series, this series is over in five. Um, if if Ja right. is back, I can see this going seven. Um, but game two, if Ja isn't back game two, I think the Lakers take game two. Uh, but we, we, we can discuss that. Game two is on Wednesday. Um, we'll be back again on Sunday. But before we get there, um, let us go to the Bucks versus uh, Miami Heat. This is another series or another game that was decided or, or changed uh, by an injury to an MVP player, which was Giannis in this case. Uh, like, went down, took a pretty hard fall and tried to come back in the game, but just wasn't moving right. Um, so he, he got taken out of the game. Miami ended up winning this one 130 to 117. Um, got a lot of really good contributions from pretty much everyone on the floor. Um, but just, um, you know, quick what was your, your biggest takeaway from, from this game? We'll start with you, Vino. Um, my biggest takeaway from this game was it was definitely to do with the injury. The fact that with with Giannis down, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll lose the series with Giannis down. Before, I thought there was a bit more parity. I thought the Bucks were significantly better than the Heat, which they are, but I thought it was a huge rift between the Bucks and the Heat. And that even if say something like Giannis going down happened, I thought the Bucks could still probably squeak past on the back of Middleton. But Jimmy Butler has proven me wrong again. I've, I'm not going to lie, I've, un- I've underestimated him a few times in the last four or five years or so, and I think I should stop doing that because him and the Miami Heat, I've said this about Coach Spolstra so many times, he is one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best. Jimmy Butler is one of the most clutch players and one of the most hardworking, best leaders in the league. And with guys like Bam and guys like Tyler Hero, who even though Hero didn't have a great game, uh, only playing 19 minutes as well, I think they're um, they're a good team when it comes to teamwork. That's a really bad way of saying it. They're a, they're a great team. They're not a great set of individuals the way that the Bucks can be. The Bucks are also a great team, but they're as individuals, are all sort of very high-level players. The, the Heat have a lot of role players, but they play very well together. So my takeaway from this would be that if Giannis is not able to come back healthy soon, I think that the the the, uh, the Bucks might be in trouble. Yeah. Um. I think I call bullshit again. Again, I think it's another case of the team is better than what you think it is. And just because their superstar is down doesn't mean they're going to lose. Especially in the case of the Bucks. The Bucks shot twenty four percent from three in that game. That's not going to happen going forward. Um yes, Yanis went down. I don't know if Yanis is down forever. It's looked more mm-hmm. like he's going to be back by the next game. It's just a back contusion. He's just in pain. If it's more than that, yeah, we can we can we we can discuss this further but even in that case i still think the Bucs are going to win and why because chris middleton had 33 points for me that was the biggest takeaway from this game because what that means is that chris middleton is getting back to the chris middleton that we know of and if that's happening i promise you the reason why that game was lost was the mental side more than anything the Bucs are not going to shoot 24 percent from three that is just not going to happen even with yanis down they are still effectively they they still effectively run the same well they don't run they run the same sets but it is more it, it is more run through Middleton and Brook Lopez but they still do the same thing where it's dive inside and then kick it out and then move the ball until we find the best player 
So I think, again, combination of game one nerves plus your star player going down made them lose a game that they had no business losing. Miami is good, but Tyler Hero's hand is broken. There's a big difference between Yanis's injury and Tyler Hero's injury. He has a broken hand that he's not he's not coming back for two to four. He's not coming back for this series. The only way he's coming back is if they make it to the next round or maybe in the middle of the next round. That is a big that is a bigger hit for me than Yanis because Yanis is most likely going to come back. If maybe he's going to be game three or game four. He's coming back. So I think in the back of your mind, you know your star player is coming back. You just have to hold down the fort until it gets there. In my mind, the box are definitely going to come out, play better than they did. Um, and on the side of Miami, I don't see fucking Gabe Vincent going four for five from three, bro. That's not happening going forward. Um, Max Struess, it was just a typical case. It was a typical case of these guys had played it in planes. It had two, they had two deadly games in the planes. So they were basically warm. Whereas the Bucks hadn't played in who knows how. I think they even rested their starters for the last game of the season. So they hadn't played in in a competitive environment for a few a few days. Going over a week. So I think that time off. Exactly. There you go. For over a week. So I think that time off definitely is a factor. Um, outside of that, with or without Yanis, the Heat are going to lose, bro. It is just what it is. They're better. All across one to five, yeah. they're just better. Um, I, I think um, for me... Like obviously, this 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 whole thing depends, or the amount of game depends on, or will be determined by Yanis's um, injury, or like how quickly he comes back. But looking at this this, especially that loss, it, you could tell the guys' spirits were down. Like they were able to make um, make some decent runs, which to me gives me hope for this team. Um, even if Yanis doesn't come back by game two, but it was just that initial shock of Yanis going down. The, the the Heat were able to build a lead right after that. And then from that point on, it felt like uh, Milwaukee was just playing catch up um, and could even when they I think at one point they, they cut it down to like a two point game. But then normally that's when Yana steps in and like close essentially closes that gap or helps you get a lead um, because the guys were shooting they, like they would go on a hot a bit of a hot streak. Um, Middleton does as much as he can and then they get right there. And then, like, they just aren't able to close that gap. Miami is able to make another run. Um, but I think knowing that Giannis is, is out for a game or, or a game or two, um, I think this team should be able to win uh, game two. Um, and if Giannis is able to return for game three, then I think this is uh, this is Milwaukee in six. Um, I don't I don't see this series going going to seven if, if Giannis returns. Um, and, yeah, uh, to me, that, that's that's where this series goes. Um there's two more two more matchups to go over. Um, next one would be the Clippers and Suns. Um, so for this one, the Clippers actually won Game One of this of this series, um, in <laughs> giving uh, giving KD as a Sun his first loss. Um, up until this point, he hasn't he hadn't lost a, a game with the Suns. Um, Westbrook was monstrous in this game, um, even though he didn't shoot the ball very well. Um, I think yeah, he went he shot fifteen. He shot three for yeah. nineteen, bro. He, yeah. shot horrendous. he shot horrendous from um, from the field and from three. But defensively on the boards, he was a fucking beast. Um, he won so many loose balls. He even the, the one of the last plays of the game, the the uh, the Suns were up. Or sorry, the Celtics. Jesus Christ, the Clippers were up three points. Um, Devin Booker was was trying to drive on Westbrook. West. Westbrook was able to block the shot, grab the rebound, throw it off of Devin Booker's foot, and ended up out of bounds. Um, like just he made so many of those plays, so many of those winning plays, um, and was able to actually get was able to get the the Clippers the win. Um, what, what was your your biggest takeaway from that game, Vino? Um, my biggest takeaway was that Kawhi's load management seems to have worked. Uh, <laughs> The guy is playing out of his mind right now. He's he's back to I don't think we've seen Kawhi play this well since since Toronto. And shouts to him for, for playing playing that well. Hopefully he can keep playing. Like actually playing. So that'd be my biggest takeaway that the fact that Kawhi in this team, even with Paul George down, just elevates them so much. And the level that Kawhi is, I think we shouldn't forget. I think I've I never forgot, but I I disliked kind of putting him on that pedestal that I used to put him on when he was at um, at Toronto because 
I don't, I don't think that he deserved it based on the, the load management, based on the way that he handled, I think, a lot of the situations. But what I will say is that Russell Westbrook, I want to give a, a special congratulations to Russell Westbrook because he's gone from one of my most, I wouldn't say hated, but my most criticized players to a player who I, I'm genu- genuinely starting to really admire. Like, I don't think he was as bad as people say he was on the Lakers. And on this Clippers team, I think he fits really well, especially without Paul George. He is exactly what they need right now. Someone tenacious, someone to drive the ball and just be reckless a little bit. He missed all those shots. It was fine. It was his aggressiveness that kept them honest. And it allowed him to open up the floor, get those kickouts for Kawhi, get those kickouts for, um, for what's his face, um, for Nick Batum even. He hit a three. And for guys like Eric Gordon, that's who I was thinking of. Norm Powell had a bit of a, uh, a down game when it came to threes. He usually hits more than just a one. Uh, but I think on a whole, the Clippers team played well, well, all around. And I think the, the Phoenix Suns, while they shot well, they didn't defend well enough. And I think CP3, uh, CP3 needs to get, um, sort of get himself involved in the in the scoring a bit more he doesn't need to be a 20 point per game scorer he can sit at 10 to 13 points per game but it just keeps the defense honest right now no one thinks he's going to shoot half the time yeah so you need to keep the defense honest and Chris Paul coming into the game a bit more controlling that game a little bit more rather than deferring so much he loves to pass and he had great assist numbers in this game low turnovers as you do with being Chris Paul I think he needs to be more of a threat when it comes to scoring. Keep the defense honest, as I said. Open the game up a little bit. Kevin Durant shouldn't be taking 15 shots in a playoff game. Yeah, um, He should not be taking 15 shots in a playoff game. This this game to me was... like It wasn't over in the first quarter, but the first quarter of this game, just it felt like the, the Suns were going to lose. Um, I think at one point they were down like 15 points in the first. Like no one could buy buckets. Um, like I think KD started off the game like 0 for 5 um, like he's he was able to recover his shooting numbers um, like he was finished the game off 7 for 15 um, but just looking at the way these guys shot the ball 6 for 19 from 3 um, 31% like it just they just did not have a good game from the field um, combine that with with the d- defensive tenacity of of, uh, of Westbrook um, and the just overall great play from Kawhi like that was why they lost this game. Um, this series, this this was one of my, my the series that I picked that I was going to be the most fun to watch, um, just because of the, the matchup between KD and Kawhi, um, and you know Westbrook versus Chris Paul or, or Westbrook versus um, Devin Booker, um, Zubats versus uh, DeAndre Ayton. Even though I think DeAndre Ayton is a better player, Zubats will still give him a lot of work. Um, so like I think th- this is a really really good um, first round matchup. Um, I do still think that the Suns should have this one in the bag just because they should theoretically shoot a lot better than, than they shot this last game. Um, but I, I do want to see guys like um, Devin Booker and, um, and KD start going, get going a little earlier because it felt like they waited until the second quarter before they, they actually started hitting shots. Um, and the shot distribution as well. Um, as you said, there's no way KD should be finishing the game with just 15 shots. Um, I think take away. I don't know where you get the shots from, but you got to find more for KD, more for Devin Booker, because um, those are the guys who, once they get going, will essentially open things up for everyone else. Um, but yeah, I think this 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 should be Clippers. Sorry, the Suns in seven, um, because I do think this is a very um, very very closely contested uh, contested series. Um, Vino, I don't think you gave me a a, a game number prediction. Um, do you mind? Oh, let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say just quickly on the game um, is that I think they get the shots from guys like Tory Craig, who, yes, this game he found a lot of good looks, and that's why he was getting the shots. Um, I think some of his shots need to go to KD. DeAndre Ayton, as much as he probably loved it, he doesn't usually get this chance, but he shouldn't be taking uh, 16 shots in a game where KD's taking 15. It's the role players who... Granted, actually shot pretty well. 
you've got to just give it up to KD a bit more, run the offense through KD a bit more. But it's growing pains. This team is still new. And we've got to understand that they're still learning how to fit fit together. I think they're good enough to still win this series, obviously. And uh, not obviously, but it's a, it's a very competitive series. I think they're still good enough to win. I think they get this in... Uh, actually, scratch that. I'm going to go wild here. I think the Clippers get this in six. Because the Suns are very good. They could... Uh, no, no, no. That's too wild. Suns in... That's too wild. That's too wild. I take it back. Sorry. Suns in seven, though. I think the Clippers are going to have a great series. Personally, I think Kawhi is going to go off and I think Westbrook's going to show his worth. They're going to make it really tough. They'll win some games that they don't deserve to. KD will go off. I think they'll still win through hook or by crook. And I think it'll go to seven. But I think it'll be clear by the end of the series that the Suns are the better team. But the Clippers had a great series. All right. Nobs, what's your take on this series so far? And how do you see it playing on... The Clippers are fucking good, is my take on the series. And and actually, uh, I have to go back to what people were sort of saying and then people completely forg- forgot about. And then maybe started to say, a little, no, I don't think they really said it again. The Clippers could be the favorites to win a championship if they had Paul George. That's that's what this series kind of shows me. Um, the reason I'm saying this, you, you uh, the first I want to address is something both of y'all said. You said you want KD and Devin Booker to have more shots. I think the the the, the, the concept or the thought is correct, but I think if you think about play of basketball, what usually happens is they take away your first and your second best offensive weapons. That is usually what like teams would tell you. <clears throat> I think it was only on it was only on Brooklyn last year with Milwaukee where they where they actually said. KD beat us, um, everybody else fuck off. And KD almost basically did that. Usually what you find is that they will they will try to take away your first and your second best player, restrict as much as they can from those two, and then let everybody else beat you. That's why Rui had 29. Um, that's why you see some of these other guys kind of shining right now, some of these real players. So I think in terms of the shot selection or the short, the shots, uh, the amount of shots taken, yeah, I think KD needs to take one or two extra shots or three, maybe three, four in both for both KD and Booker. But in the general scheme of things, um, their shot selection isn't why they lost. I think the major reason why they lost is, well, two people. One is the obvious guy being Russell Westbrook, but the second guy is Terrence Mann. Well, obviously, see, well, the reason I won't mention Kawhi is Kawhi, we know what Kawhi, we expect shit from Kawhi. We know what to, we know what he's going to do in the game and everything. And he did what he was supposed to do. Zubaj did what he was supposed to do. Terrence Mann versus Chris Paul, for me, that matchup kind of set the tone for the whole game. Because the tenacity with which he guarded Chris Paul took away so many of his offensive weapons. His mid-range, his mid-range money Money shot, the fadeaway thing where he does a step back fadeaway thing that usually is just money. Terrence Mann bothered this man so much that he was bricking them. And the rebounds, Westbrook and them boys are just too tenacious to be giving off too many offensive rebounds. I think, so I think the Terrence Mann matchup, Terrence Mann Chris Paul matchup was a very key part of the game. Obviously, Westbrook, Westbrook's defense, his tenacity, his, his drive of not giving up was also a very important factor in the game. But y'all already talked about that, so I don't want to discuss it. What I want to discuss, though, is DeAndre Ayton. If the Phoenix Suns want, want to win, DeAndre Ayton needs to be more focused on defense than offense. And that's just that's straight-up fact. Because you have so many players on that Clippers team who are going to dive who are going to bomb that basket basically there's a lot of shooters yeah maybe not a lot Kawhi's a shooter Eric Gordon's a shooter Norman Powell is a good shooter but he doesn't shoot as much I mean they they are they all shoot crazy percentages like a lot of these players shoot around 40 percent but they are not they aren't off the dribble type three-point shooters where where you can where you can definitely have that in KD and Devin Booker um they're more spot-up shooters what they're very good at though is going to the rim. Norman Powell is aggressive as hell. Eric Gordon is shifty and crafty when he's going to the rim. Terrence Mann is a bulldozer going to the rim. Westbrook is an unstoppable force going down to the rim. Now, he he finna miss 16 of them shots, but he's going to take the 17th one just like he took the first one. He's going with the exact same fucking tenacity. 
So I think the biggest question here is going to be Phoenix's defense. I don't think on, on the offensive end, they are going to, they're going to do what they need to do. I think they're definitely going to be great. But can you stop the Clippers from scoring? Can you stop them from scoring in the paint? I don't know what the paint, I didn't even check the, the numbers yet, but I'm pretty sure that they lost that game and the, that they lost the paint, the points in the paint. Wait, actually, I'll just check this real quick. Let me see. Let me see what the, oh, let me see if I can find the stat really quickly. Um, unfortunately, no, I can't find it right now. This doesn't show me points in the paint right now, but. Just off of the eye test, it was easy to see this player is diving into the paint and DeAndre Ayton not being that much of a factor when it comes to stopping them defensively. So I think the, the, the Phoenix Suns have the edge when it comes to the starting fires. But the moment we start going to the bench and getting some of these players online and then having them dive to the basket, Torrey Craig shot 75% from the field. I don't know if he's going to do that again. Um, it's more likely KD is going to get 40 points, 50 points, but guess what? Kawhi is going to do the same. Um, Devin Booker is probably going to do that, but I'm pretty sure the combination of Norman Powell, Eric Gordon might give something similar to what Devin Booker is doing. So again, I think offensively, these teams are... The, 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 the Phoenix Suns have a lead, but not a clear, distinctive lead. Whereas defensively, I think the Clippers are much better. So that needs to be addressed because if it's not, I got the Clippers yeah. in seven. You know what? Now that you mention it, like there's there were a number of plays that I recall watching during this game that just reminded me that this um, this Suns team is has barely played enough games together because there were a few plays, especially right out of timeouts or, um, or or things like that, where it was like it would be literally one pass and. A guy's wide open in the paint because guys forgot to, um, you know, talk about who they who they who they're guarding. Um, there were a number of those type of plays where it's just out of a timeout or or um, you know side out of bounds underneath the basket out of bounds, and guys would just lose track of their man and someone is running the rim for for an easy layup. And I think those are the kind of things where it's like you can tell that this team is still trying to figure out themselves um, defensively, um, but. The way that I look at them is I think they have enough offensive talent to at least be able to to keep things competitive while um while they're sorting sorting out the defense. Because at the end of the day, this this was just a five-point game, and the Clippers had a lot of things go well uh, go well for them. Um if they're able to to kind of slow down a few a few of the, the Clippers players, especially Eric Gordon, because he let him get hot. I think he he hit the first three threes of the game and they were pretty much wide open. Um slow down guys like that, um, play better defense, um, kind of shore up those mental lapses defensively. Um, I think they they could have very easily won that game. Um but for right now, I think they they do need to uh, to Noble's point. They do need to shore up that defense because if they're going to go far in the playoffs, that's the end that, that it, it needs to, they need things to click. Um, the final uh, final game of the night, final series that we haven't gotten to yet, um, is the Timberwolves versus the Nuggets. This is the 1v8 in the Western Conference. The Nuggets were able to take this one in a pretty resounding fashion, actually won this one by almost 30 points. Um, 109 to 80. Uh, this was just, you know, the Joker being the Joker. Uh, let's see, what did he actually finish with? Um, he didn't actually have a great game. He had 13 points. Um, um, but guys like Calvo Pope, 15 points. Jamal Murray, 24, 8 and 8. Uh, um, Michael Porter Jr., 18 and 11. Aaron Gordon, 13 and 5. So yeah. he had really good contributions from, from pretty much everyone who stepped on the court, um, especially everyone in that starting lineup. Uh, what was your, your 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 big takeaway from this game? My big takeaway is that this preface this by saying this NBA season is amazing. I love this NBA season and I love this playoffs as well and I love the play-ins. Every part of the season has been amazing. Now, my biggest takeaway from this is that this is the most accurate matchup in the league. This is a one v eight. And it looks like a 1v8. They are going to get absolutely destroyed. 
This happened in game one, and Jokic played whack. He played whack. I don't care what anyone says about, oh, he recovered the game. He started super slow. Super slow. And by his standards, he played whack. He is 31, 11, and 10. Yeah? The guy had 13, 14, and 6. And he fouled out in 28 minutes. He played super whack by his standards. And they still won by almost 30 points. The Timberwolves are not a good team. I've been saying this for a long time. They are not a good team. They're a mishmash of players. Rudy Gobert was a terrible signing. And I think that they the team is just not meant to be together, that team. And they're not a... I don't think they're a very good team overall when it comes to a unit. I think that their, their team makeup... Anthony Edwards is a great player by himself, but I think that his points don't necessarily contribute to wins as it stands. Uh, I think that team is carried by by Cat and carried by um, I hate to say it, but I think Rudy Gobert has a big effect from his on, on defensive end, and I think Mike Conley is great for them. That team really, really, really are going to get destroyed. That is my takeaway. It's a four game series. Denver Nuggets in four. Jokic fouled out and he had 13 points. He averages 31. And you want to tell me that this is going to be a close series. They're killing them. Everyone played well because even when Jokic was poor, he's still good enough to get the ball to everyone else. This is a true 1v8 series and it's a four-game sweep. Nuggets sweep yeah, them. Um, same here. I think this is a sweep. There's, there isn't really much discussion. There's just- there's a huge, huge, huge disparity between the two teams. Like it's just like there is is just not close. It's not close in terms of you know how well they play together, the ball movement. Um, like if you want to go individual play for individual play, like you might think this teams match up well. Um, but in terms of how they actually play on the courts, like it's just it's not close. Um, Doesn't yeah. mesh. It doesn't match. And they made KCP look like he was still playing against Jailbirds. So, like, come on, man. That that shit was... Uh, pain. It was actually painful to watch. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I watched that game. I wanted to turn it off every single second it was on. It was just a... It was It, it was never... It was not a fair yeah. matchup. It's Varsity versus JV. Yeah. Um, Nobs, what, what, what do you think of that matchup? Who do you think wins in how many games? I mean, y'all already said who's going to win in how many games. I don't need to add any extra... On that side, the only thing I think I'd want to add is Jokic's six fouls. I think that that's again Jokic is probably the smartest center. He he's not probably he is the smartest center in the game right now. Um, and a player like that who who has not really had a lot of troubles when it comes to player fouls. So why is he having six fouls in this game and fouling out? Well, maybe that's because Cal Anthony Towns is going five for fifteen. So I think that the very obvious plan is to put as much pressure as you can on Jokic, sorry, on uh, Towns and Gobert, because at the end of the day, all across the board at the other positions, they're just better. It's a wash. Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards can be guarded very, very well by a combination of Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown. I know Michael Porter probably isn't doing it, but those two can definitely come together and, and, um, guard him. Jamal Murray is going to, is can do a very decent job, not a great job, but a decent job on Mike Conley, who gets to wind back the clock once every four to five games. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're a shit team, bro. They're a shit team. The only reason why they beat us is because we didn't have a tall guy. Literally, we if we had gotten what's the name of the oh, we had this guy on our team. I think his name was Usman something. He was like seven feet. No, Thibault Hashim yeah. Thibault Hashim Thibault. He was like seven foot two or something like that. Complete waste of space. No relevance to the NBA. He, I think he's definitely out of the league right now. If we had him on our team, would I beat Minnesota? Because all you need is literally a tall body with, la- with hands long enough to just contest on Cat and Gobert. And the rest of the team is shit. They're whack. There's no team chemistry. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm saying this with some hate because they beat my team and I think it's fucking embarrassing. Um, but yeah. Like you said, 1v8, trash versus good, um, however you want to do it, black versus Nuggets white. Nuggets and foe. Yeah. 
I don't even like that. I don't, no, I don't like that last yeah, one. No, yeah, no. Take yeah, away yeah. that black versus yeah, white because yeah, 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 yeah. Because because the Jokic, Jokic's team is obviously yeah. the white team. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that representation. No. Oh no. shit! The Timberwolves, <laughs> Timberwolves do not fucking represent black people. I refuse. I reject that, bro. Yeah, cats in his fake deep oh, voice. But yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. But yeah, um, I think. They're too big. They, they, sorry, they're just they're too busy playing card right now. I need to hop on with them too. I think, um, they, I mean, to be fair, yo, they they're sick. They're sick PlayStation players, bro. Hey, you just know that once 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 they I don't know either they go out the league or they're retired. I know their Twitch account gonna be hefty, bro. Their Twitch account is gonna be sick. So you know, I mean, Minnesota they can get fans, to practicing in a few days. Look, yeah. Exactly, Minnesota fans, you have that to look yeah. forward to. It's they, they they're coming once the once the series goes to goes to Minnesota, they're just gonna they're just gonna stay. They're, no need to book any extra tickets. They're good. Um, but that that is it for for all the games or all the series that we had to go through. Um, and just just a quick note on the on the season series between Noble and Vino. Um, Noble actually tied it up this past week. Um, the games that we picked essentially ended up being a wash. Um, you guys uh, finished that one. I believe it was one one or sorry two two, um, and then going into um, the last night of the playing tournament, um, Noble had picked the Miami Heat to win against the Bulls, um, and Vino had picked the Bulls to win that series matchup or, or to win that playing matchup. Um, obviously, Miami Heat ended up winning that one. So for the season, we are tied. So question to you guys: Do you want to do like what? What do you want to do? Fuck no, we ain't tying. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're running this through. I'd the say, I'd say, I'd say, we can either run through the playoffs or just do one final matchup in the finals. Or you want to keep going? You're scared. Yeah, I ain't scared. scared. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Run it. All right, run it. One second. Let me make a quick table here. All right. Hey yo, can I just put down the cards for the next Knicks versus Cavs game? Vino, oh, what do you, you choose? stupid motherfucker, you little what do you fucking choose? clown. What do you Fuck choose? Fuck you. Fuck you. What do you choose? That's Fuck a you. question. That's Fuck a you. Question. New York, baby, is the motherland. All right. Thank New York, you. baby. That's a W. Without, without, without Julius Randle, we going to win that next game. Chizzy, I would appreciate if you could put Knicks' game three. Please? Put Knicks' uh, we'll game see, three. We'll see if that um, fits into this week. If exactly, it does, then bro. don't do me dirty. <laughs> Give me yeah, game three. I, I'll back the Cavs for two and three. Okay, I'm f- I'm fine with your stupidity, bro. You you lot are both. Listen, you you lot. Are, I I like you guys, bro. But you're both stupid, bro. You're both stupid mm-hmm. to think the Cavs are gonna win this series. I'm gonna be real with you. You don't see the vision, the bro. Has- Says the guy who has the Lakers winning the championship, yeah? Bro, did yesterday not show you enough? It's happening, bro. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. happening. And LeBron Rui, is not... Bo- Rui's going to be finals MVP. Let's go. Fuck Rui, bro. First Rui. of all, I just want to say, I just want to say something. It was fucking disrespectful how they gave the mic to Austin Reeves at the end of the game. How they interviewed him at the end of the game when Rui went the fuck off. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, facts. No, no. Like, did you see what he did in the fourth, though? 14, you're 14 bro, in the 4th. 14 had, in the 4th? Oh, no, 14 in the 4th. No, 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 14 in the 4th. No, 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 I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Rui, Rui had like what? Maybe Rui had like 8 points or something in the 4th. And he did it in every other quarter coming up to that point. He had 29 Yo. fucking points. That's a career high. Bro, I... Mm-mm. No, there's no one you can. There's no way you can tell me that the reason why Austin Reeves got that mic was because this nigga, this nigga is a social bro, media person. Fourteen in the fourth, and That's I think he had like four that. assists in the fourth as well, three or four assists in the fourth. Like, bro, he 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 had he had a six man of the year game bro, in the fourth like, quarter. That fourth quarter was all Austin Reeves. Like that for it wasn't all Austin Reeves, bro. Rui made yes, some big bro, ass shots. Yeah. There was one, yeah, there was one, there was one. There was one where Austin Reeves made an assist to him. Yeah. I'll give him that. The, exactly, yeah, yeah, flashy. And I bet my, I'll bet my left testicle that that's the reason, that's one of the major reasons why he got that mic at the end of the game because he made that flashy behind the back pass to him and everybody was losing their shit. This man had 20, when have you seen that shit before? He had 29 points and he didn't get, he didn't get, oh nah, you, nah. That, that, AR fifteen, AR. This is why you, this is why you need strict gun laws in the US, bro. I don't <laughs> even know where to go with that. Um, 
but I'm, I'm almost done here with the games. Um, actually, we'll start off uh, Warriors versus Kings. That is happening tonight. Uh, Vinu, who do you have? Warriors versus Kings. Shit, shit, shit. Tonight. I've got the... I've got the Warriors stealing one road game. I've got the Warriors stealing a road game tonight. All right. Nobs, who do you have? I just want to say Rui had 21 points in the second half. He had 21 in the second half, okay? How many does Rui So he scored seven points in the first. Eight. Oh, so his bomb ass only in... had seven points in the first? Oh. So he had eight points in the first half and 21 in the second I don't know what Austin Reeves did in the first half, but I just want to put that out there. There is there is an agenda for guns. That is literally what is going on. This is they're promoting gun violence over there in LA. That's what's happening. Okay, okay. God damn. Just saying that. LA um, is one of the few places with the strict gun laws, but you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, who do you have Warriors versus? That's what I'm saying. This is how it starts. Warriors versus I got Kings. The who you got? Still. All right. Warriors. I got the Warriors. That beam is dead today. All right, Knicks versus Cavs. <laughs> Knicks versus Cavs. This is game two. Hey, Ronnie, we already know what's New York, baby, the motherland. Mm-hmm. All right, next game, Clippers versus Suns. Clippers versus the Suns. I got Suns. All right. I got Suns as well in this right. one. I can't, I can't go Clippers. I would love to. I want to. My heart wants right. to, but my brain Lakers is saying Suns. Grizz. Lakers versus Grizz. I got Grizzlies. Oh, we already know. We already know. It's the Lakers, bro. Game two is Lakers. Lakers day. They're stealing both road All games. Right. Uh, next one is Heat versus Bucks. Stop playing with me, bro. Bucks. Vino, you also have the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go All Bucks. Right. So on we're going to cancel that game out just because if we did keep with that game, then it'd be we only have two games separating you two. So I will go to the Cavs versus Knicks game three. That will be on Friday night. I got the Cavs, baby. I got the Cavs, baby. Wrong Cavs two times in a row. I got I got a Knicks. Uh, oh, shit. We're not going to go 3 0, bro. We're not going to go through. Oh, shit. I got the Knicks, bro. I got the Knicks. But, oh, yeah, game gonna, two. You're, you're oh. not going to go 3. I, don't worry. You're going to go 1 and 2. Oh. I got a Knicks, man. I got All a right. Knicks. Sweet. So we've got our, our five games there. You guys are different on three of them. So there's going to have to be a winner this week. Uh, we'll be back again at the end of the week to discuss the winners of this and whatever else has gone on in the playoffs. This is the best time of year for basketball fans because it's getting warm outside so we can actually go hoop. There's ball on TV all night. Like, this is fucking heaven, bro. This is it. This this, 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 amazing, this, bro. this, this is it it's right amazing. here. This is everything right here. So until, until, until we, we catch you all again on Saturday, just enjoy ball, bro. Enjoy it. Peace.